Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And in today's episode, I'm really excited to be talking with Kim Walsh Phillips. Kim is the award-winning speaker, author, podcaster, CEO, and everything else, I think. Um, I forgot she to glitter. What about the glitter? Oh, I'm getting to the glitter. I'm getting to the oh, glitter. Okay. Uh, she's the CEO of Elite Digital Group. Uh, they are a direct response social media agency, which I love because most of the people who do social media, they're, you know, it's all, you know, likes and all these vanity things, but Kim's all about the money. Um, and making sure that everything's trackable and, uh, and produces results. She's brought in more than a billion dollars through her clients, and she's got this absolutely laser-focused process to get them revenue through direct response marketing. She's also the author of the No BS Guide to Direct Response Social Media Marketing uh, with Dan Kennedy. It's a fantastic book. Go out and get it. it it's just absolutely probably the best book on social media, media marketing that you'll find. And she uh, resides with her very tall husband, as she says, and her two glitter and all things pink obsessed daughters, Bella and Katie, just outside of New York City. So let's talk about glitter because I've got two daughters. We're, we're a little bit beyond the glitter stage, but we lived in the princess and glitter stage for probably about six or seven years. It's a blast. Yeah, isn't it? a Marine, and he jokes how every day since he's had kids, he's gone to work with glitter on, and it's not from the strip club. It's been <laughs> his daughter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. Well, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Great to have you here. Good to see you again. Thank you. So great to see you. So, before we kind of dive into to the meat of everything, I want to give everybody some context. Can you kind of let everybody know how you got started in business and, and kind of how you got to this point? Yeah, like so many people who were driven to be entrepreneurs. I was a terrible employee. I always clashed with my boss because um, I thought, you know, my ideas were better or would be more efficient. And they probably were, but you know, as an employee, that boss doesn't necessarily want to hear that. And so when someone came to me and she said, she thought I should own my own business and she wanted to be my first client, I jumped at it. What an awesome thing that happened. Um, so it was really that example of opportunity and luck meeting that I had built relationships over a long period of time that allowed me to do that. So I jumped in really with no business experience, not from a family of entrepreneurs, not a business background in school and started a PR agency. And for about 10 years, we did PR for our local small businesses in our community and not really believing internally that I was fully valued at what I should be. I really didn't charge enough. And so we struggled for a very long time. I allowed us to be paid very low fees. I allowed us to be shopped around and to really um, not uh, demand more for our business. And so for a really long time, we struggled. And I would make our business work, um, regrettably, by letting our bank account go negative. Um, my default uh, method for making payroll work was to basically use my overdraft protection and it was terrible it was incredibly stressful and for 10 years every single night I would wake up at 3 a.m. because that was the time my bank account would flip over to the next day's numbers and I could see what checks bounced and who I would be having to call. And that stress was for 10 full years. Wow. And it wasn't until um, I had my first daughter and I got a letter from the bank. So she's home a week 
she's colicky, she's finally sleeping, and I go through my mail, just a regular task, and it's in that moment that I started to cry because my bank just informed me they were no longer going to cover my overdraft. They had just been purchased, and anything over $500, they were going to automatically decline. And so here, this terrible method that I relied on for 10 years of just surviving, I never thrived, I was just surviving, was being taken away from me. And um, I'm a woman of faith, and I know that I was put in that situation on purpose. If I had never, ever gone to that super dark spot, I probably would have kept on going with that terrible method I was doing. It was like God had placed um, a, a direction on me, put a stop sign, put a barricade, put a wall. I'm sure he tried many times before, but he needed me in that exact situation to say, something has to change. And it was in that moment that I prayed and a friend of mine gave me a book and it was Dan Kennedy's No BS uh, Direct Response book. And that was my game changer because all of a sudden I saw marketing could equal results. The problem is the guy that wrote this book hated social media, which is the one thing that I knew. And so I wasn't going to stop because again, what I was doing wasn't working. And I think sometimes we get too comfortable in mediocrity and I wasn't comfortable anymore. I was motivated. I had a daughter. My method wasn't working. And it was then that I started experimenting. How can I take direct response marketing principles and to put them on social media? Now, nobody was doing this. I mean, this was innovative because social media was just fluffed them. It was how many posts to do a day? How much quote unquote engagement did you get? How many clicks are you getting? How many followers do you have? Nothing was measured in metrics. And so for the first time, we started applying it to our business. And I remember getting my first client from social media that had never met me. And from then on, we grew our business into a global direct response social media agency. That was seven years ago that that happened. And we lit I literally went from bankruptcy to now having a multi-million dollar agency that does the same thing for our clients that we've been able to do for ourselves. And that is turn social media into a cash machine um, in order to drive direct results for our businesses without a marketing budget. That's a fantastic story. And thank you for sharing it. It, it takes a lot of courage to share a story like that. Uh, most people don't, they just want to gloss over, you know, the, the difficult parts, but, um, but I think people listening, you know, business owners can resonate with that story because it, we've all had, we've all had the darkness mm -hmm. and, um, and I think that really, it, it's amazing because, you know, you and I have known each other for a short time now. I never would have guessed. Mm -hmm. I never would have guessed because you look like you got it all figured out and always have. And, uh, and I think, it's helpful uh, for all of us to understand that um, behind every overnight success that we, we think we see, there's, there's an awful lot of, uh, of hard work and struggle. And sometimes, you know, we all get in these situations where we don't make the best decisions along the way. And I'm certainly guilty of that um, at, at times throughout my career, but that it's always recoverable. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I spent so long, really wishing that things would be different, looking at other people's businesses and wishing my business could be more like them because I really didn't know how they had gotten there to success. So wishing was all that I had. And so I'm on a mission now to tell people exactly how I did it to the nth degree of detail so that they can do it too. So they don't have to wish. They can take action and be as successful as they want to be.
Yeah, I'll tell you something that, that you said right at the beginning of your story, you said you were you undervalued what you did and you didn't charge enough. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in the interactions we've had, I'd never in a million years guessed that. <laughs> See, I there's mean, a complete turnaround on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that's pretty amazing that because yeah. because most people just get stuck. Yeah, totally. And they don't understand that the power to make that change is is there. It's within them. It's mm-hmm. really, they just got to make the decision that they want it. And uh, how, what were some of the things that, that, that really helped you flip the switch mentally? Because that's what I think where it all starts is it's in your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few different things. It, um, one is that I got connected to Sandler sales training. Um, that was very helpful to me. Um, it taught me to no longer present a proposal. I don't have not done a proposal in years. Um, we are going to have a value conversation, taught me how to do my prospecting different, um, and the whole conversation and not giving away your information before you're getting paid for it. So that really was great and foundational. Um, and then a lot of the, um, positioning from Nan of, you know, I will never meet with a prospect with, you know, they'll always wait at least two weeks because very successful, valuable professionals have a waiting list, right? Um, we will still never negotiate on price. I tell you the price that is the price because if I negotiate, that takes away my integrity because I should have given you the right price up front. Um, and I'll always give them their questions ahead of time, telling them what I'm going to ask them. So I switched the name of our meetings from prospect meetings to prospective client interviews, as in I'm interviewing them to decide we want to take them on as a client. What this does is it teaches compliance from the very beginning because now the, they are perceiving that I had to wait a long time for this call. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to be prepared to answer the questions she told me ahead of time, and she's running the meeting. That's such a different position than most professionals put themselves in, that they are, you know, there at the favor of the client. They're there um, only, you know, they're almost begging to work with. That's very different. You can't get paid when you're worth to do that. So it was knowing what I hadn't done before wasn't working to trying willing to try something new and at each step when it would work I would always think this is never going to work and each time I would do it when it would work that again encouraged just a little bit more to try it again and um, it shifted really the way we did business yeah that's amazing and and the the tools that that you've just kind of laid out I've watched them again and again and again just transform businesses when you begin Uh to apply them but it takes guts to do that I was speaking yesterday to a group of CEOs, uh, they're, they're all members of a group called Vistage, and these are businesses that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about some of these these uh, strategies and talking about authority and how to sell from a position of authority. And when we started talking about um, you know limiting your availability to see prospects and really creating space between that prospect inquiry and and when you meet with them, you would have thought I had three heads on. I know. You know, they, because they're, everybody seems to have come from this place of scarcity where there's not another prospect around a corner. Well, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. <laughs> None of us can work with all of them. Mm-mm. There's always another prospect around the corner. And, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And you and I both know a big part of that too was writing a book. My first book was self-published. So even in the beginning, when I when my eyes opened to this, I was so excited because finally doing things were working. So the energy that that gave. So I self I self published a book 
called Awareness Campaigns Are Stupid, um, How to Stop Being an Advertising Victim and Start Monetizing Your Marketing. So I went right for the gusto on that one. Um, but And then since then, I've, I now have publishing contract, which is awesome. But even back then, um, self-publishing was really valuable because I want to recommend anyone who's not written a book yet, this is such a big deal because when someone books a prospect call with you, the next thing you do is send them a one-day shipment of your book from Amazon because that's almost like a third-party endorsement because now this book is coming. It ha You can get it gift-wrapped. You can do the note card. It comes in one day. So already that's a shock because they think, I just booked this. How are they doing this? And um, you write the note, and now they're meeting with the celebrity author and not just the professional. So even when I self-published, it had that effect, and now we do it you know, with my ones with Entrepreneur Press um, as well, which is great. But it had similar effect even before I had a publishing contract, but it made a huge difference in the, the compliance of the prospect, closing more deals, and getting paid more money. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, there is no better way to begin a conversation. I mean, you immediately establish your authority yeah. and, uh, and it's shocking. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a great little tactic and tip. I think we're going to take that. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that one yet, but um, we do some, some other things, but I hadn't thought of shipping it from Amazon. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So um, I know you've got a, a lot of things going on. I'd like to take it just a quick break and we're going to be right back with more from Kim and she's going to share with us all, all the exciting things she's got going on in business. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right, welcome back. We're here with Kim Walsh Phillips. Kim, um, you shared an amazing story to begin with, and you really are now the, the go-to person when we're talking about getting results from social media. So I, I know you've got a lot going on all the time. What's, what's really driving you right now? What, are, what projects are you working on and what are you excited about? I've never been more excited. Now, I've had my business for 17 years, and this has been my favorite time ever. Um, because like I shared, I struggled for a long time. And one of the things I always heard and what I was wondering how to make work was this whole phrase of it takes money to make money. And I didn't have VC funding. I didn't have angel investors. I didn't have an inheritance. So I never knew how can I actually grow my business without having this pot of money that I'm supposed to have to make the money I need. And what we've been able to do in years of experimenting with Facebook ads is now create what we call a social media cash machine. That in the same transaction, you can take somebody from a cold lead to um, someone on your email list to a customer, client, or patient all within the same transaction. And so you're able to self-fund your advertising and even profit from it, which truly is a game changer when it comes to small businesses. When you don't have a large budget, when every dollar you spend is literally money coming out of your pocket or impacting your business, this now allows you to go to new heights and reach any number of customers, clients, or patients that you want from the very beginning. You can just say, this is where we want to go, and you get to achieve it on demand versus having to wish about it. 
So now I'm on a mission to get as many people just to see how the funnel works and so that they can put it into practice in their own business and they don't have to rely upon outside funding or um, an angel investor in order to grow. So for, for people who are listening who maybe they've played around with Facebook ads a little bit, maybe they're not, maybe they know they exist, but aren't super familiar from a high level. What does this look like? Can you kind of describe the process? Absolutely. So in the beginning, let's talk about two elements in the room, if that's okay. And the first one usually is people think that their people aren't on Facebook. You know, only 6% of all businesses are advertising. So there's still a lot of doubters out there. So I just want to dispel a couple of myths. Um, one thing is people think that um, you can't reach affluent. And I will tell you, 85% of those 65 and older with a net income of or net worth of half a million dollars or more are on Facebook. We have many financial advisor clients successfully reaching their target market, which are seniors with money on Facebook. Um, people think you can't reach B2B on Facebook. And we have clients who are successfully going after dentists, lawyers, accountants, all successfully on Facebook. We have someone else going after martial arts studio owners. You can get that specific. Um, we have another client who's going after affluent motorcycle travel enthusiasts. Um, you can reach all these groups because 78% um, of all U.S. online adults are on Facebook. There's over 2 billion people of those 7 billion you mentioned are in this space. So there's literally no other way to reach this many people. And it's so much cheaper than any other channel. Um, I heard a great stat recently that a double page spread in Success Magazine is $20,000. Okay, for about $200, you can reach readers, the same number of readers of Success Magazine using Facebook. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it really is scalability. So the way the social media cash machine works is um, you're first going to get these folks in as a fan on your Facebook page, something I know that we were able to do with you um, Steve in our first meeting, which was cool. And we can talk about that in a sec. And then we get those people to join our email list using what we call a juicy carrot. Now, it sounds weird, but what we want is something that's going to attract lots of little bunnies that will multiply. So that's why we use the carrot icon to constantly be thinking about this is a way to scale. We want it to be delicious and enticing. So that means it's not going to be an ebook. Now, I mentioned a book's a great thing. Book is a terrible lead magnet because this is not easily consumable. You want it to be super short, not just to get the download, but to develop the relationship with your prospect. So these are things like blueprints, scripts, templates, something that's going to make their life easier because you're saving them time and or money. And then the real game changer comes in on the thank you page. Most businesses on their thank you page are offering or saying something like, thank you for downloading our free report, right? That's what they do there. We'll be in touch soon. That's a terrible use of that page because now you have somebody who's identified they have an issue. They are willing to give you their contact information. They trust you can solve it for them in some way. So they were willing to seek information from you. Give them an opportunity to buy from you on the thank you page. If you don't, you're leaving money on the table. So here you have two choices. One is you can offer a package of some sort. It can be, it could be a course if you do that. It could be a book package. It could be a service package. We've had dentists offer whitening for sale on the thank you page. 
Or you could simply use that thank you page to get them to book a consultation. Use it as a full-on sales letter to get them to go from prospect to scheduling a conversation with you right on that landing page using full-on sales copy. And you'll find that about one in 10 people will book an appointment when they get to the thank you page. And that means you could immediately meet with them taking them potentially to a sale in the same week that you place the ad, bringing in income to pay your Facebook ads before Facebook even bills you. Um, and those that aren't doing this right now are leaving a ton of money on the table. Well, and, and the timing that you just described by being able to get that return on investment quickly from advertising, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about advertising. Um, when, when we're talking with business owners, a lot of times they don't want to spend the money. They think, well, it's going to take, you know, months or years to yeah. recoup. And if you're going to go do the ad in success magazine and it's a branding ad, which is what most ad agencies will try Correct. and send, then yes, you're going to wait a long time. I did the very first ad I ever bought. I had to actually sign a personal guarantee. It was in a magazine called Florida Trend, which is like the business magazine here in Florida. Mm -hmm. it was my first business. And before I knew anything about marketing, and an ad agency convinced us to buy this thing. It was $50,000 for, I think we had one full page um, in every magazine for a year. Wow. So 12 issues. And I, I, I had to sit down and sign a personal guarantee. Like I was going to back up this contract if the business didn't pay it. Um, stupidest thing ever because it, it resulted in a, in a total net goose egg, zero mm -hmm. new opportunities. Um, at that moment, I fired the ad agency and started to learn marketing. I started exactly where you did with, uh, with Dan's No BS Direct Response Marketing book. But, but understanding that there's this little economic loop with advertising. Mm -hmm. You spend money, ads get placed, and if you can recoup that money really quickly and multiply it even just a little bit, then you can reinvest that. And, yeah. and it's sort of like, you know, playing Warren Buffett, but with advertising, you keep reinvesting your winnings and you grow that pot to, to advertise and grow and grow and grow. And pretty soon you can scale a business really quickly and, and do it without a lot of seed money up front. Absolutely. And if you, the nice thing is once you have a scaling marketing campaign, this also gives you the playroom to test, right? Um, because now you could say, okay, if we change this word on a landing page, how did, what does that do to our results? So if we change this follow-up email, what does that do to our results? But that does require you being in it for the long game. You know, some people want to see immediate results in 48 hours, and Facebook does not work that way. It takes some time to what's called optimize, which is how it's going to get you better and better results. Um, but you think about somebody going for that um, four-minute mile, you know, that famous four, they're not going to start there on day one. They're going to keep going and getting faster and faster and faster. And that's how Facebook ads work, too. The more you are in it, the more you are optimizing, the more you spend, the cheaper your ads become and the better they perform. Because Facebook takes all the data that's coming in from those that are saying yes to your offer and finding more people like them. So the more data they have, the better they can target for you. So we recommend that you need to budget at least $1,000 a month and be in it for at least six months at a very minimum or you shouldn't be doing Facebook advertising because that really gives you a runway to see does it work for us and what's the return on investment. I think that's great advice. Um, and anybody that tells you, I don't care what type of marketing it is, anybody that tells you you can get results in a day or two days or whatever, just run, run the other direction. <laughs> right. 
um, because they're lying to you. It always takes time. Mm -hmm. So the first step of this process is to get fans to your page. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So we met at a, uh, a mastermind group um, mm -hmm. about a month ago and you were sharing this, this first step with everybody there. Um, and what, what do you call it again? Uh, we can get 10,000 fans in three days for less than a hundred dollars. Right. So, and I, we, we've used Facebook advertising for a number of years now and I've heard all kinds of claims like this. And I got to tell you, I was really, frankly, pretty skeptical. As like, you should be. Eh, this isn't going to yeah. work. Yeah. So, that's the right reaction. That's okay. You know, we had, um, we had a nice day at the mastermind. I took a lot of notes from your talk and, uh, and, and I think I messed up in a couple of places, but anyway, I had my notes and we went on this really great pizza tour around Chicago <laughs> and then we got back from the pizza tour and I'd eaten like three pounds of pizza or something and went up to the hotel room and this was like 11 o'clock at night. Um, and I started going through the steps and, um, it took me about, I don't know, maybe an hour, hour and a half to, to kind of go through everything. I was, you know, still kind of dazed from the pizza. So I probably could have done it faster at seven o'clock in the morning, but um, I went through all the steps, went to bed and, uh, and woke up and we had, we had some more fans. And of course the next day, you know what happened to the mastermind. Um, I, I told everybody at breakfast that, you know, I'd done this. So every time we had a break, everybody's asking me, so how many, what are you up to now? You know, we're sitting there like hitting the refresh button on the browser to see how many fans we got up to. And, um, and so just, just the way you described it, uh, I think that first day we added, 2,500 fans or 2,000 fans, something like that, which is exactly what you said would happen. And then we did, did the next step in the process because each day you do a little bit more. It takes, you know, 15, 20 minutes each of these three days. And uh, the, so the next day, same thing. And we got up and, and by the time that mastermind group was over, I was at over a little bit over 10. I was at like 11,000 fans. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so um, that got my attention. Because, you know, there are a lot of people out there saying you can do amazing things on Facebook and all these other platforms. But when you try it, it's impossible to replicate it. But mm -hmm. your process was, I mean, literally could, could be replicated. And folks can go onto our, our Facebook page now. You'll see we've got, we kept it running for another few days. And we've got twenty two or 23,000 fans right now on our Facebook page. So, awesome. um, yeah, it is awesome because we only had like um, maybe 4,000 before we started. And that took us three or four years to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty yeah, amazing. The same way. It took me like 10 years to get up to 10,000. And then in about 90 days, you went from 10,000 to 130,000. So that was <laughs> nice, for a lot less money than it took me to get the first 10. So it was great. Yeah. So yeah, I know we want to give folks a chance if they want to take that free training. I'll show them exactly how to do it. And it's really just the first step. We don't believe in fans for fans sake. We show you then how to take those Facebook fans and turn them into your email list and your cash paying customers, um, which is the really important step. So you want to make sure you follow after you discover how to build that fan count. But if you want to check it out, um, we're going to work together on this one and you're going to go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash 10k fans. That's unstoppableceo.net forward slash 10k fans. Yeah. And it's, it's a really easy um, little bit of training to follow. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. Um, and if you've got a Facebook page, you ought to go do this. Number one, you're going to benefit from having more fans and 
you know, people will show up and they'll see that, that you've got a lot of followers and that certainly adds to social proof, but um, you ought to do it too, to kind of check Kim out and, and, and prove to yourself that, that uh, she's the real deal. And uh, um, it's, and, and it's just a lot of fun to go for three days and see, see your fans grow so quickly. So, um, so go do that. We'll link it in the show notes. And once they do that, um, what are, what are some of the next steps in the process that, that they should be looking forward to? Yeah. So they'll get, what's cool is that, um, you're featured in our next book. They're actually going to get a link to that, um, a free, um, book. Uh, we'll have five days to get a free copy of our book, which will be great. And then you also get the free training and then we'll, um, finish it off by showing them how to monetize it. And all that is complimentary. So that's all part of our um, big fall launch promotion. And the way that I like to launch is in the way I like to do business and it's leading with value um, so that I can develop a relationship with anyone who is in our tribe or circle. And it's never a transaction. It's always about giving them a transformation prior to asking them for um, any further commitment with us. So I want them to check it out, use a lot of these strategies. We always do real screenshots from our client account. So it's not, I call them the Ferrari marketers. They rent a Ferrari for a couple hours and they sell things in front of it and then make you buy it and they get their money in before they have to return the car. You know, we don't, we don't ever want to be perceived as that, you know, schmarmy people. So we always want to lead with value, be very transparent and then give people an opportunity if they want to go from there into future programs that we have to do that. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, I, I'm excited to be a part of it all and, and, um, and, and really looking forward to getting the real message of how to use social media out to people. Um, because there, there's a lot of nonsense that, mm-hmm. that is out there and it's, um, it, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, that, that we've been talking about for a long time is like, don't go and chase all of this, this sort of unmeasurable fluffy stuff that in the, at the end of the day, doesn't mean anything. And, um, and for as long as we we've been talking about it, we still get questions like, you know, should I just be posting on Instagram or should I be posting over here or doing this? And, you know, and I'm sure you get the same thing. It makes you want to scream like, don't do any of that. <laughs> right. Let's figure out what's going to make you money. It's Let's figure out how we can track it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and get you some real results. Cause that's ultimately what you want. Uh, that is absolutely what you want. And there, I mean, there's a very famous, I will not name him, but very famous and very popular social media guru who was constantly telling people to get on the, the latest one. He was promoting Periscope for a really long time. Now he's still talking about Snapchat. And that is fine advice if you just want to play on social media. It's terrible advice if you want to grow your business. Really, the highest return on investment is going to come from what you uh, specialize in, Steve, in LinkedIn and Facebook. And you need to get those two channels working for your business in a way that makes sense and scales. You're crushing it. And only then should you look at other things. You should be an absolute LinkedIn and Facebook expert. And um, even if you have someone else doing it for you, be an expert prior to having them take it on because you want to know what they're doing. And then and only then should you look at anything else. If you spread yourself too thin in multiple channels, there, it would be very difficult to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and to your point, the, the advice that's thrown out that you want to chase the latest and greatest is great if you want to get my kids <laughs> to follow you. The problem with that is my kids don't have any money. But business owners, people who are making big purchasing decisions tend to lag just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, 
um, go where the money is. Absolutely. And you, you've not heard any success stories in the news of the billion dollar IPO that launched that built their marketing empire on Snapchat. Like that is not, <laughs> that is that, not. That hasn't happened. Oh, good. I didn't miss anything in, in the news. That's good. Yeah. Well, awesome, Kim. Um, so we're, um, we've got an opportunity for folks to get your free training at unstoppableceo.net forward slash 10K fans. Um, and we'll link to that. Any place else that, that folks should reach out to connect with you? Yeah, if they want to check out our blog, I offer original free content every single week um, that gives lots of how-to step-by-steps case studies that they can swipe and deploy for their own business. You can check us out at EliteDigitalGroup.com. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the Unstoppable CEO. Uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.